0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest.
1: This is Kyle Hyman. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part one with Father David Violi. I am here in Bluffton in the rectory. Thanks for having me. Of
0: course. Thank you for coming out, Kyle.
1: Yeah. I stopped at one of the local bakeries, a little bit of a legend around here. Yeah. Of course, they're donuts <laughs> are what everybody goes for, but I tried to think, what well, is something that maybe Father David hasn't had yet or just get a variety of things. Mm. So I got a cherry strudel, Ooh. a chocolate eclair, mm. caramel iced cream filled donut, that, that's one of my favorites. So uh, now I see there. how this works. Yeah. yeah. And then I got uh, a cupcake and I got the chocolate cake with vanilla icing. There we go. So that any of sound these uh, sound like a good first try here? I think we got to try the cupcake since, you know, that's a good breakfast food. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So here, chocolate cake, vanilla ice cream. What would be your go-to cake flavor? So that's a difficult question. Marble. I'll go with marble. Marble cake. So oh, um, chocolate and vanilla mixed yes. together. Which kind of icing though? Vanilla. The chocolate would be just be too overpowering. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm halfway there with the yeah. chocolate and vanilla icing. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah.
0: What you would expect? The frosting has more of like a I don't know, like an eclair flavor to you kind of. I don't know if it's the vanilla, but it feels like it's something that might be used in a donut as well, even though this is a cupcake, but it's very good. So
1: Father David, let's start with some background here before seminary, before priesthood. What was your family life growing up and maybe school situation, faith? Was that important when you were a kid?
0: Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Elkhart, Indiana, and then also Granger when I was in high school. Okay. And then I'm the last of four children. Uh-huh. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm currently the third because I'm a twin. Okay. And my twin sister every so often uh, feels that we need to switch places so she can be the <laughs> younger one. So I think right now I'm the, uh, I'm the third of four. Okay. Which is very important, because <laughs> at Christmas, when we get together for our family Christmas, we open presents based on age. Uh. <laughs> so she kind of tricked me. She got to open first this year, I think. Okay, We're all pretty close uh, together. And we, we grew up in Elkhart. We lived there up through my high school time. And then uh, when I was in high school, we moved out towards Granger. But I went to St. Thomas the Apostle in Elkhart. I know Father oh. Jason Freiburger's is theirs now. Went through the school there, went to Marion High School in Mishawaka. Uh, we had grown up a bit and moved out towards Granger when I was in high school. We started going to St. Pius the X, and that was my home parish when I was ordained a priest. And so that was great. I was able to celebrate my first Mass there in the old church uh, just before the new church was completed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So after high school, I went to Purdue. I was there for four years. I have a degree in biology, and really that was kind of the... I say for vocations, every priest's story is different. Uh-huh. It's one of those interesting things <laughs> where when you're a seminarian, you're asked all the time, you know, what's your vocation story? That's what you're talking about. But after we're a priest, we generally don't get asked too much because now you're a priest. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> you're a seminarian, the focus, you're moving towards priesthood yeah, everyone's yeah. story. How'd you get here? Yeah. Once you're there, though, you know, now you're there's just less priest. questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's old hat yeah, at that right. point. It's old hat. So uh, my story really started, you know, just, um, you know, the faith was important in my family. We, you know, we went to uh, mass every Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were in the Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. I think that was really important uh, in my vocation. I saw the priest often then. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I remember our, our priest growing up. Who uh, was that? Uh, we had a few different ones. Uh-huh. Um, so when I was a little, little baby, we had Father Derek Schneed and Father Steve Colchin, Father Steve, left St. Thomas and came here as pastor. Uh And so, it was kind of neat to come here and see his picture on the wall of pastors there. So, you're kind of following him around. Yeah. Uh, I always told him, I said, I I was three years old when he left. And I said, I don't necessarily remember you, but I remember the dog because Father Derek had a dog and Father Steve would walk him around. Okay. So, for a three-year-old, of course, I remember the dog. Right. (laughs) Uh, and then we had Father Richard Hire and Father Tom Ryan. And so, Father Richard Heyer, uh, God rest him, he passed away just a few years ago. He was there uh, most of the, the time while I was growing up. And then Father Tom Ryan was a priest, a missionary from Ireland who was with us for many years, a very, uh, both a very wonderful and holy priest. And then we had Father Bill Sullivan, uh, who followed Father uh, Richard. After that, uh, that's when we moved towards uh, Granger when we were in high school. And so, Father Bill was there. For many years and same thing a very wonderful holy man uh-huh. uh, it's always fun now because i i see him at the i uh, i'll sometimes go up and swim <laughs> at one of the y's in fort wayne with another priest uh-huh. and we'll run into him <laughs> huh. and so it's it's an interesting dynamic <laughs> change where this is the priest you knew growing up right and now you know he's a brother right and so it's such a, a you know interesting change and then when we were at saint Pius, father bill schooler uh, who's still there of course and just seeing these men living holy and happy lives. You know, priesthood was normal for me. The same thing being in the Catholic schools. My mother volunteered there a lot, so we'd go there often, and we'd see the priest. They'd pop in, they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was something that, it always seemed normal. And so for me, uh, I had, a, I say, four jobs I considered. I thought about being a biologist. Mm-hmm. I thought about being a priest. I thought about being a lawyer. Okay. And I thought about being a race car driver. <laughs> and I always say, somehow those, in life, I've kind of hit all four.
1: <laughs> this is the four that everybody
0: thinks about. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned now you're a brother priest mm-hmm. with these other priests. Do you feel like a peer with them? Or mm-hmm. do you still feel like there's almost like a mentoring system or mm-hmm. that they're more priests than you are <laughs> or something like that? Do you yeah. feel like there's different levels of?
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit of both. Okay. It's, it's interesting because as any relationship, as it matures and changes, it's doing exactly that. It's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've told some priests, I can never call them by their first name. Uh-huh. I'll always call them father, you know, when we're in private yeah. because yeah. they're father to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I grew up with them and that's who they are. They have that fatherly role, that priestly role in my life. But at the same time, now we have a, a collegiality and so, I know if I have questions, you know, here as a new pastor, I, I'll call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my brother priest is my mentor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I meet with him every couple of months and just talk about how everything's going in the parish and so on. You know, having a priest as a spiritual director, all of these different dynamics, you um, you know, it's such an interesting relationship. I always think back to Monsignor Selzer. Uh, Monsignor was at St. Charles for, I believe, three decades, and God rest him. He would always call us father when we were seminarians, and he would look at it and say, father, and he would say he did that because we had to get used to it, because right. people would be calling us father when we were right. ordained. And I remember when he when he passed, I was able to, I was a priest then, just I said, just a few years ago, and I was able to be there for the funeral, you know, Monsignor was about 50 years my senior Uh and how amazing it was to say that I was bearing my brother. Hmm. And, you know, so just a different dynamic. I had spent a summer with him and, you know, he was just a man who was very joyous and enjoyed priestly fraternity. And so he always, you know, drew priests to himself for... To get together, to gather, to have that time, because that's so necessary for us to be with our brothers. Yeah. And so I always thought that was kind of such the, that's kind of the dynamic. You know, he was a man who was a mentor. I studied Mm -hmm. under him. He was a man who was a friend. And then he was a man who was a brother. And so I could truly say that at at the funeral, even though we were 50 years apart, Mm -hmm. he was my brother. And it was one of the most beautiful things. I, I can barely walk into that church now without choking up because at the end of a, a priest's funeral, as the casket is being carried out, the brothers gathered sing the, the salve. Hmm. And as I said, Monsignor uh, didn't have much family. And so the presbyterate was his family. And yeah. so to have all of those priests there at the funeral and for us to sing as his body was carried out was just really moving, really touching. And I've done that, as I said, as well, for my childhood pastor, Father Richard, and just you know that great honor to have known these men and to see them in so many different lights as a teacher as a mentor as a father as a brother Mm -hmm. and so i I think we have all of those dynamics in our different priests is we see that and you know we see that in them you know in one sense we're brothers in another sense there's so much i can still learn from them sure
1: so when discerning between priesthood biologist lawyer and race car driver (laughs) Were you sold on that was your vocation? That was your calling was to go into biology? Or yeah. w-
0: were you kind of saying, I'm still thinking about the priesthood, but let's do this for now? Yeah. So I had, um, you know, just a little more on my story. When I was in uh, graduated eighth grade, I uh, was in an accident going into high school. I, w- I was practicing for football. And while weightlifting, I uh, broke a disc in my back. Oh, wow. So I was actually paralyzed and had to have surgery. Um, really? Yeah, a long time of recovery. But one of the beautiful things even in that time was the priest, Father Bill Sullivan, came and anointed me. Uh, Father Tom Ryan would come and visit in the hospital. Uh, Father Dan Scheit would come and visit. And so just to, again, see them you know, with my family and with my friends, that care that they showed and just that, that great beauty. Um, so that's something that really touched me. And part of it was I did fall away for a bit because you know, I was angry. You know, just having to, mm. to go through that pain and that suffering. But what I saw then, you know, as I really looked back on it, was the beauty of it. and saying just to see how God worked even in that time. I was thinking, you know, where are you? But looking back then, it's you're right here. You're here at every moment in my family and the great love that my family showed me in the love of, of our friends, of uh, the school, of the priest. mm mm-hmm. And so uh, that really, really hit me, and I had a a bit of a reversion back to the faith. Okay, But so going into that time in high school, then you were starting to decide careers and all that. And so I thought about priesthood. I I had a chance to um, meet Monsignor Gaelic, and so I was interested in it, but I didn't know how to do it. I had kind of this yearning, but I also loved biology. I loved what I was learning. I loved uh, some of the research I was participating in at that time. And so I kind of told the Lord, Lord, I don't really know, so I'm going to go to Purdue. I was accepted at Purdue, and I said, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to study biology. But if after four years, you know, I still have that yearning, then I'll follow it. Uh And by my third year at Purdue, I kind of knew. Okay, And so I started moving towards it. I actually applied for the diocese in May of my junior year. That was right when Bishop Darcy uh, had announced his retirement. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. And that Bishop Rhodes then would be coming in. Everything was kind of frozen for a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, oh, I haven't heard anything. So you know, for several months, I'm assuming, and then I got a call and said, Bishop Rhodes would like to meet with you. So I, it was the first time I was ever in Fort Wayne and drove <laughs> from. Lafayette, down to Fort Wayne, February 6th, St. Paul and Companions. Okay. It was a blinding snowstorm, and I had a a wonderful meeting with him. We had a chance to chat for about an hour. I got to hear about the good things, and I had six wonderful years at the Mount. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was that uh, I loved what I did. I worked in a research lab uh, while I was in college. I would say in biology, I saw the how, how things worked, Mm -hmm. and theology is the why, why they work. And so- I loved what I did. God was still touching my heart and saying, you know, though you love what you're doing, you're called to something even greater. And so I, I entered into the seminary of my roommates that year. Two of us are priests now. And the third is at Mount St. Mary's Seminary. Okay. But, um, you know, it's just interesting how all of that kind of drew to the same thing. You know, the same thing. Some of our, our good friends, some are married now and have families. Some... Are in religious life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are sisters, some are brothers. And so you know, it's just a, that beautiful collection of people in that uh, just community that can draw together in the church.
1: Yeah. I've got so many follow up questions, but we're, <laughs> we're out of time, time for this one. Uh, how do you think this uh, chocolate cake is, chocolate cupcake is working out here? What, I think it's pretty what, good.
0: What would you, What a ten? What, what do you think? For a breakfast food? Probably a ten. <laughs> 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 it's it's going to be hard to top it it's going to be hard but we're going to have to try we we just have to that's very good we have to now my f- mouth is full of cake <laughs> thank you for listening to flavor of the week
1: all right coming up we've got three more pastries and also three more conversations with father david violi on flavor of the week